Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or good day, uh, because I don't know what time it is where uh, you are listening to this podcast um, from different parts of the world. So it could be morning, afternoon, or evening. But my greetings to you, and I pray and hope that you are doing well, uh, that your day is going out well, or your day has gone up well so far, and that is because you are feeling good about what you are doing, uh, because it's a good thing to know that we are doing the things we are doing because we love doing them. We are not under compulsion. Uh, we are not oppressed. We have not uh, been <clears throat> given no way out if, if we did not like it. So we are doing something good because we love doing it. So um, I do want to, you know, um, just emphasize that one more time that, you know, we, we are doing or we should be doing what we are doing because we love what we are doing. And then we love it because we have the mindset you know we have the the vision uh to be doing those things and um it's just along the line of the things we have always always desired and so if i ask you that where where are you right now and what are you doing and why are you doing it you know it, it should be uh, uh the perfect situation would be because um you know you are doing what you are doing because you love to do it and that's always what you have desired to do. Uh, but that's not the case for all of us. Some of us are doing what we're doing, but we don't really enjoy it because it's not according to our desires, our long-term held uh, desires. So uh, we are not really enjoying um, <clears throat> what we are doing. Uh, there's a gap between... Uh, what we are doing now and what we have already desired to do. So let me just uh, say that. And so when you look at, if you are that kind of person right now, and then we look at 7 billion people on the face of the earth, you see that, you know, the, the chances of people like you uh, who are in that same situation. So, you know, the, the general uh, statistics is that only 20% of the world population are doing what they are doing because they love it and because that's what they have always desired to do. The other 80% are not aligned with their desires. Okay? So looking at that 80%, you know, we can say that the world of those 80%, are not living up to their potential. Okay? As long as there's a gap between what they have always desired to do uh, to add value into the world, to bring their gift and talent into the places where they are, they are being needed, as long as a gap between that and what they are doing right now, you know, there's a kind of undervalue proposition there. And when we sum all that up together, we can see the reason why the world is in the way it is today. Whether we look at the family, 
whether we look in the education, whether we look in the in businesses, uh, whether we look into uh, religion, um, no matter what religion, even Christianity. Okay, I'm a Christian. I know that the the, the Christian world is undervalued. Okay, uh, or even governments. You know, look at any government anywhere in the world. There's always something left to be desired. Okay, so a world living under value is not the kind of world that God envisioned, intended, and you know, purposed. So you can see the acronym that the VIP. Um, my name is Abraham Joseph Ajinifuja. Just by way of introduction, that I am the creator of the VIP concept. Uh, the author of the VIP Christian and podcasting today as voice of the VIP. Uh, the VIP uh, is the theme uh, of my life, uh, is the gift that God has given me uh, to bring to the world, to articulate all different kinds of situations in the world uh, according to God's VIP and, and give a voice to it, okay, the voice of the VIP. Um, and so God did not create a wall that would not reflect the beauty of his glory. To a wall that is undervalued does not reflect the beauty of the glory of God. So why is that? What happened? How can we correct it? Uh, who must take the lead in doing that? God has not left the world to be operated by itself. God is in the world and has chosen certain people to be leaders, his leaders in the world, who can be faithful stewards of the beauty of the glory of God. Okay? And these leaders, they don't have to be Christians or or, you know, any, they, they may not have any, any particular faith persuasions. God has used people who are Christians and non-Christians in the Bible, in today's world, all over the place. Okay? You know, God knows what he has revealed to them about his glory. And God has equipped them. God has given them certain kind of experiences in life. God has elevated them and placed them in that position. To stand in the gap between what God desires and what is happening in the world today. And these are the leaders. So this podcast is for uh, you know spiritually aware leaders, those who are aware of the existence of God. They may or may not have a personal relationship with Him uh, through Jesus Christ, as I have, as any Christian will have had, but they are leaders. And they are standing in the position of God. Whether they're male or female, black or white, old or young, as long as they have assumed that position, either through election, through appointment or selection, whatever way that they have assumed that position, that, that position uh, it is that they be alive to the purposes of God. And they are going to be held accountable 
for what they have done or what do we do in that position of uh, power and authority. So God has always used leaders from the, from the beginning of time. You know, they give them a certain quality, a distinction. You know, they, they have they have the vision, you know, they have the vision that God has revealed to them. And God has a grand vision that encompasses the whole cosmos, the whole stratosphere. But also given a, a peek into that vision to certain people at different times and has called them to speak about it or have called them to assume position, official position, whereby they can implement that vision. Uh, they are leaders. They are leaders in the home, they are leaders in business, they are leaders in education, they are leaders in religion, and they are leaders in government. And that is the reason why the world is still being sustained today, because God is working through those leaders. Those leaders are human, but they are not they are not operating, or they should not be operating according to their own human understanding. You know, uh, the Bible says that trust the Lord with all your might, you know, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That passage, that verse, is as true for leaders as everybody else in the world, but more so for leaders who must have you know, an ear for God's voice, what God is showing them, and a feeling of what the people are needing. Okay? When I look at my life from childhood, I mean, where I am today, because of the leaders who have impacted my life. You know, some have done it intentionally for good, some have done it um not intentionally, but it wasn't positive, okay? And, you know, it has caused certain things in my life that it took me some time to really acknowledge that and also to, to be healed over it. So we have leaders who are, you know, in, in their doing God's work, they, they have become self-focused themselves and not care so much about the health and wealth of the people that they are leading. And when we look at those 80% of the people of the world who are living under value, part of the reason is because of the kind of leaders that they have had in their lives. Okay? The leaders in the home, their parents, or the environment they grew up in, uh, the kind of education they got, uh, the kind of teachers that they had, uh, if, if they're in the church or other kind of religion, the kind of spiritual leaders that they had, what they taught them, what they believed, the kind of government, all those things have shaped the the life of individual, all of us. You know, and if anything's wrong with this information we got from those areas, it's going to affect the way that we see the world. You know, and we will, we're going to see the world in a different way than God wants us to see them. So leaders are the ones who are going to heal the nations right now because when you look at all the world, all over, all over, there are, you know, evidence of people who are afraid, fear, 
you know, anxieties, um, you know, doubts about the future, you know, about just daily sustenance to, to, to have food to eat, clothes to put on, uh, roof over the head. Uh, those are the basic things. Even those basic things are not, are not assured for anyone today. So it causes, um, you know, um, fear to sustain life from day to day. And if you're a parent, you know, you also have your children, your family, your wife, and, and all the people that depend on you. So if you as a leader, you're, you're having that kind of feeling, how do you think the people that underneath us are feeling? And as we are feeling those pains and anxiety, you know, God is also feeling that with us. But, you know, wishing that we will understand the reason for which he has created us to express the beauty of his glory. So leaders, you know, like me and, and, and others, you know, we have all been affected by leaders in the past. You know, it's affecting the way we lead today. Because what we desire most is not actually the 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 way where we operate is, is is the fact that you know we are doing something that we have been created to do from the beginning, and that's why I ask a question: that what are you doing? How are you feeling about doing it? And how how are you thinking about that? Because if we are not doing the things for which we have been created to do, we will not have satisfaction doing that. Something we continue to be missing. Okay. So it's important for us to know why we've been created. If we are out of alignment without understanding, then we will be able to we'll be resorting into behavior, thought patterns, and and emotional you know patterns that um, are not productive. Because it's like a square peg in a round hole trying to fit into it. You know, it's going to damage the hole. And so we have leaders today who, in trying to, who are not aligned, they are not aligned with their purpose. But in trying to work and do the work of leadership at home, in business, in education, leadership, religion, and in governing, have unintentionally or intentionally caused damage to the people that they are leading. Okay? And I can see also in my life, I can see leaders who have just seen the potential in me as uh, that I was not aware of. I just, I mean, I remember a teacher when I was in um, elementary school who uh, was trying to assemble a relay team to go and run for the school. Uh, and he, he came to the, um, to the playground one lunch period. Uh, our school at that time, we never had a relay team, but I think the, the, the community was organizing an athletic festival, uh, a meet, and so our school was asked to participate. And so this, this um, teacher came to the field without us knowing, and everybody was just running around playing, you know, and I love to run. And so, you know, the leader just blew the whistle, and Eddie, the whole field just quieted down, and he called some of us out from among the people 
and ask the rest to go around the perimeter of the of the football field, of the soccer, soccer field. And so he chose, uh, I don't know, maybe 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 ten people at a time, you know, to run from one diagonal section of the field to the other diagonal section, and then uh, he had chosen some people at the at the other end to choose the first three people there. So he ran he ran the race for ten people, maybe. I don't know how many times, but then he came and just he win everything down uh, to five people, five or six people in the, in the whole school, and I was one of them, you know. And um, as soon as I was aware that I would be running for the school, then I was afraid. I didn't want to do it, but without being um, looked upon, you know, when I was just running carefree, I was running. And I was enjoying it, you know. But as soon as, uh, you know, he chose me to become part of the relay, I said, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I remember how in the morning, in, in, in the mornings, the first thing we do is to do the same thing, run from one diagonal second on the, on the, of the field, because the way the school was arranged in those days, but the, the classrooms were all, like a square space out, and there were windows were facing the field. So if you're in the classroom and you you have the window 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 um, position, your desk and the window, you can see the field. You can see the whatever is happening in the field. So in, in the morning, we had to run from one end to the other. Wow, it was it was. Uh, so I told this teacher that I don't want to do it, and this teacher said no. Um, I can do it, you know, you want to do it, um, you know, don't be afraid and all those things. I remember the emotion, but this, it happened more than once in my life uh, when I was young. Um, but this teacher encouraged me. He, he just spoke voice into me and, you know, enlightened me, inspired me, and I just took it up. I took it up and, you know, I, I became one of the, you know, uh, the team. Uh, member of the relay team for that school, and then when I went to the next school, uh, you know my cousins, you know, told the other school um, uh, games master, we call them or sports master. They told that to 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 look at him, get him in your house because he can run, you know. So yeah, that's 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 how I just you know became um, you know known about about athletics. And uh, even recently, I um, I um, got in touch with a, a schoolmate over 40 years ago. And the first thing he asked me, he said, am I still running? Am I still playing? <laughs> you know, 40 years ago. And, I, and it's because of that teacher who, if he did not inspire me, I would have just not, not done it. I would be so content to just go and sit in the classroom. I didn't want to be in the public or anything like that. But so being able to be in the public and run like that and, and do it in the public with all eyes on me became um, some of the trainings I got earlier on so that I could do even what I'm doing right now. It's about leaders, okay? So leaders are the ones that God has chosen to do that, to bring out the beauty of God's glory in children, whether in, in teaching the classroom, or whether it's, it's, it's teaching outside the classroom, you know, whether it's parenting at home, parenting outside the home, whether it's mentoring, 
whether it's pastoring, whether it's you know CEO in charge of hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, whether it's in church, whether it's in governing, whether it's in organization, it doesn't matter what it is. There is the glory of God that is waiting to be expressed and in, in the people. So when I look at the world today, I see a lot of potential. Lots of potential, hidden gems, hidden treasures in humans. And so that's why from what I've learned in my life, from one of the challenges I've had in my life, from the obstacles I've faced in my life and how I have overcome them, you know, I feel it is my own spiritual and civic responsibility you know, to, to give a voice to that treasure that is in you as a leader. Because you have it. You have that treasure, you know, so that when you express it, you give glory to God who has created you. You know, you are not doing what you love to do because that's not alignment with that. And I know how to, how to get it aligned based on the kind of thing I've experienced. Okay? And you have experienced the same thing, but in different ways. So, you know, uh, at, the, at the beginning of this uh, podcast series, which is uh, Clouded Faces, uh, I was talking about how the clouded face, you know, referring to the mask we put on our faces, the mask, um, you know, the mask covered covers about half of our faces. You can't see the nose, you can't see the the lips, you can see the teeth, you can see the mouth. You know, I mean, it's ugly. It's it's absolutely ugly to look at a human being like that. God did not create a woman to put a mask on her face like that. I, I don't know. I mean, I have respect for, for, for leaders with, you know, health concern, and we must put it on so that we can protect other people. I mean, that's we, we, we need to put it on. I'm just saying that from, from God's perspective, God did not intend to have masked faces all over the world. God, that's not the image of God. There's something that's taken away from that. And so, I believe that the, the masked faces is a mirror that God is showing us that the reason why the masses were is there is because something has happened. A human being or, or a group of humans have interfered with the expression of the beauty of the glory of God. Either they did it intentionally or unintentionally, but the cause of the work of their hand has created this COVID that nobody can see and no vaccine has been has been found for it but it's causing the beauty of the glory of God to be undervalued, to be diminished. And I don't think that is right. There's something wrong with that, and we should not be content. No leader should be content with that. Absolutely not. I do not blame any leader who doesn't want to put it on. I mean, you can't breathe. I mean, there's nothing fashionable about it. No matter how you dress it up and put you know, the kind of material you use is still much faces. You can't breathe. And, you know, 
we, we can get content with it and, and then we can we can create a small opening in it so we can eat. Oh my, it's just absolutely unreal. As a Christian, when we pray that kingdom come, that's not what we are praying for. We are not praying for max faces of people who are created in the image of God to be going to walk in the morning, driving their cars, taking the bus with max faces on something wrong with that image. And that is what I'm giving a voice unto. That we must look deeper. I believe God is showing us something deeper. That if some people somewhere in the part of the world, they cause this virus to be released into the atmosphere, whatever it is, the mindset that created that, for selfish reason, for whatever they, they, they did that, is the same mindset that we have but we use it in a different way. And it's what has gotten us as a human race to where we are today. There's something wrong in the alignment of our hearts with God's heart. If our, if our heart is aligned with God's heart, our vision, our intent will be aligned with God's vision and intent. And when those two things are aligned together, the beauty of the glory of God, the purpose of God will be evident. In the home, business, school, governing, religion, everywhere. Because that's what God wanted to do. That's what he envisioned. God did not need to, God did not need to create anything. He did not, he did not need to, to create a human and, and, say, and say go and, and, and didn't intend him to go and be fruitful and multiply. No, God created a world that he envisioned that would express the beauty of his glory and said go, increase, multiply, occupy, and govern. So in a sense, we are all leaders. We have to lead our own lives. Okay. In, in other sense, there are some leaders who have been elevated above all of us who are closer to God in terms of their understanding, you know, of how the beauty of the glory of God can be expressed in all those areas I've mentioned, in, in the homes, in the business, and all, all those areas. They must know that. That's why God raised them up to be there. Otherwise, they, sh they shouldn't be there. They and they will not have been there. No, but as long as they are there, as I said before, God has determined that outcome and we must respect them. We must pray for them. We must you know, regard them. We must, you, you, because they stand in the position of God. Okay? And they are there for a little while. So we need to want them to be successful so that they can lay a foundation for the coming leaders after them. Okay? So my friend, we need to know this, that we can, as leaders, we can't just be content with cloudy faces. Okay? It is calling, is a conscience is calling, there's a demand on our conscience. Why do we have that? Are we content with that? Who did it? Why did they do it? Do we have anything in common with them in terms of the condition of the heart that created those kind of things? Selfishness, self-focus, power, authority, control, money, wealth. Which one is it? Coveting, jealousy, being for witness, all those things are the condition of our heart. And when we allow them to play out, they create things like clarity faces. It diminishes the human, the, 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 the glory of God in man.
it just diminishes it. Okay. So um, I just want to encourage a little because there's a way. There's a way to correct this because you know the the eighty percent on the value is waiting to be recognized, to be realized. I can see a world that becomes so brilliant, you know, so fruitful, flourishing, with with values, unique values coming out of the humans, individualism, freedom that comes that we are able to understand what we have been created for and be aligned with that. And, and let out this beauty, this brilliance, this brightness of our souls in tangible form. You can see it. We don't need to be just about another person. We don't need to covet. You know, we don't need to come and devise schemes to, to delay somebody's progress or to deceive them, okay, to steal from them, to steal their intellectual properties. We don't need to do that. In fact, to be doing that is to deny the uniqueness of our own individualism. It's to deny that God created us in, by mistake. So we have to go and steal somebody else's thing in order for us to feel better. There's something wrong with that. There's just something wrong with that. And leaders must not encourage that. Leaders must encourage individual efforts, individual, you know, way of creating wealth. Okay? Because that's we be doing that. That's that's what God wants to do. We have the the we have the ability. We have the capacity to do that. And leaders are the ones who can create a kind of environment where a human being can flourish. And and the leader cannot be threatened by the success of the people underneath them. We can't look at people and, and be and be and be coveting and being jealous about them. You know, any one leader who is feeling like that is because we have not really understood our purpose. We don't have a connection with, with why we've been created. And that's the voice of the VIP. That's what I have passion for to bring that kind of mindset, that alignment, that clarity, that eureka kind of moments. I got it. I got it now. I got it now. I want that kind of feeling from leaders. So they can be a feeling of real, you know, worth. They are sitting in their own chair that God has created a fashion for them. That fits them. Okay? So my friend leaders, let us work together and, and, and keep our eyes on, on relentlessly Pursuing the things for which God has actually created for relentlessly because we only have one time to live on this earth. And God has preordained certain things for us to do such that we reflect the beauty of His glory. But if we do not know that purpose from the beginning, then we may not live a life that we really have that gives us fulfillment. We may have income, we may have riches, we may have position and authority, but can still be empty on, on the inside. I don't think God not created for that. God wants to have an abundance of life coming from a, an authentic heart that is in alignment with God. 
a well-watered garden of our hearts. That is what God wants, my friends. And that's the voice of the VIP, to speak that voice that brings alignment into our inner construct to be aligned with God. Okay? I, I have some uh, information that I'll be uh, posting up very soon, uh, some, some materials I'm developing uh, to help leaders, you know, in this particular area. Okay? But for now, if you want to know more about the kind of thing that we have done, you can visit us at www.abrahamjoseph.co and there you can see uh, the VIP Christian. Uh, it's, it's a book, uh, VIP Christian. The principle in the VIP Christian is for all people. The principle applies to all people of all religion, all colors, all genders, all religion, everywhere from A to Z. You can read the VIP Christian and God's going to speak to you through that. So you can get that in, in the in the in the uh, in the website. You can also um, you know check our blogs and also you know you can get a free T-shirt or get free three chapters of the VIP Christian. Uh, until next time, my friend, may God really really bless you. I mean, you have a VIP week. Until next week, thank you very much.